Hi, I'm Mary Michael. Welcome to the Innovate Your Life podcast. This is a weekly podcast where we are constantly inventing through actionable insights to live your best life. Join our weekly podcast for inspirational stories and mini innovative blueprints that can help you reach your goals further and faster. Hello, and welcome to our podcast series called Who's in Your Pit Crew? This is where we'll explore the aspects of building your dream team and managing chaos so you can focus on your best life. This idea of building a dream team or a pit crew did not become so important until I joined what I call Team Parent. And with the journey of raising a family with a culture and values, while at the same time rising up to the challenges of a career, I sometimes say it's like a tango dance of managing chaos and having a pit crew would be amazing so we can dance in tune and ultimately achieve life's goals. The best question someone ever asked me was, who was in my pit crew? At first I thought I could do everything without a dream team. That was such a limiting belief ingrained deep into my mind. And I was pretty much wrong in my assumption that I could be a super mom. As soon as I learned what it meant to be a parent and managing a demanding schedule, sleep deprived, I now realize the value of a dream team and a pit crew driving the same values and acting as a team so we can all live our best life. And when I mean our best life, I also want to mention that it means me time as well or taking care of my sanity. I had to visualize myself as a race car driver. And if I needed to be able to perform at my best possible self. Then, could I be expected to change a tire during the middle of a race and still keep up with the other race car drivers? Absolutely not. A race car driver would go insane if he or she was expected to do everything. This is seriously why parents need a pit crew. There is a wise old saying that says, if you wanna go slow, go alone. If you wanna go fast, go together. This applies to race car drivers, and it also applies to teams that have great attitude and want to see a win-win and work together. This is exactly what I wanted for my family. So I started to look at how I could delegate, which was not easy to do. But also, I wanted to create a winning team environment where not only do I succeed, but my whole entire family succeeds, and anyone who joins my family would win as well. Finding a caregiver to be part of my team parent was not easy at all. And I completely failed a couple times with trying daycare to trying a nanny, then trying to find somebody absolutely perfect to join the team. For many of my colleagues, this, they sometimes say, feels like a full-time job. And it can take up much of your time, even some of your vacation time, sick time, holidays. It all goes into finding that reliable caregiver. It was not until a colleague mentioned that I tried the au pair program. At first, my gut said no. I don't want anybody living in my house. And the stories that are posted everywhere about young adults looking for another place to party besides their own home country. At first, I was absolutely opposed. Also, my kids were under the age where getting an au pair was even harder. But I actually learned that it was the best thing and my assumptions were wrong. I also had other host parents mentor me in the way, in the way I screened for my dream team. So since becoming a host mom, I am now 
less stressed and can actually think about doing some type of podcast like this one. So my goal is, is with this podcast that we share stories with best practices on how to ultimately build your dream team, or as I say, the family pit crew. Because if we can all share, it's just like that wife saying, if you want to go slow, go alone. If you want to go fast, go together. So let's team up host parents and let's find the best possible family pit crew. All right, I'm here with Lisa, who has started a YouTube channel called Au Pair Host Mom. And this is part two of a two-part series where we're sharing how to find the perfect fit and perfect match for your family's pit crew. In part one, we discuss why Lisa started a YouTube channel and we get into some of the rewards of the program. If you'd like to listen to part one, you can find the link below in the show notes. So we're going to get right into part two. Um, so how do you define, I know you have a whole YouTube video about this, but how do you find like that perfect fit for your family? Um, is there a particular country or culture that blends well with you? I know in your YouTube video, you said that you wanted an English speaker from an English speaker country or country. And I know that there's a handful of English speaking countries out there, but is there a particular country that blends well with your family and how can you define that perfect fit? So I'm still growing on this journey because you're right. Um, it's hard to get someone, and it doesn't have to be from an English-speaking company, a country. Country, yeah. Right now, my my au pair, as I mentioned, is from South Africa, and her native language is Afrikaans. But um, her English is amazing. Like the funniest thing on the first time our LCC came over and introduced herself, and we were talking about education. She was like, "Oh, well, of course you're not going to want to take an English class since that's your native language." And she's like, it's not my native language. So that's pretty cool. But it definitely means that I have to be aware of um, their level of English. And a lot of agencies do have like a little drop down menu, right? Like, what's your mastery of English? So I'll usually click it like, it's got to be above average. I, I don't say it has to be mastered because I think some au pairs might be a little intimidated and they may be pretty good at speaking and they just don't want to say I'm a master because I don't think I'd ever say I'm a master of any language except English, right? Um, so that, that's one big criteria for me. But I think the point of that story is that everybody's unique. Every family is going to have some different requirements. That's ours because my son really struggles with communication. It definitely limits my pool. But um, I don't knock any country out because it's not their native language. There's always a few, just, I don't know, which, what's the right word, language file person, someone who just loves languages, who's very, very good at speaking another language. And that's what I, I look for for my criteria. But I think the key is for each family to figure out what are the top, like, three. I wouldn't put a lot more than three because you don't want to restrict right at the beginning before you start your search, right? Have a few things that are a must for your family. Then know your likes after that, right? And then send out, I like to send out, like I, I really try not to be picky in their profiles. I know we talked earlier about red flags and I agree, like there might be some things that I'm like, oh, I'm not so sure about what you wrote there. But you know, you fit the main criteria, I'm gonna send you my profile, which is very detailed. Um, and if you accept that, we're going to have an interview right now in the interview, I am going to be very meticulous and ask a lot of detailed questions towards to hitting more of those likes that I have, right? You already fit my must, but it's more than a must. This is a personality fit, someone that's going to become part of your family for at least a year and hopefully for the rest of your life. So 
I think you really just have to know yourself well and then ask a ton of questions. Um, I'm a fan, I, I've looked up like every au pair host family group I can and just continue to hear what other families ask. And I've got a whole folder that I've just printed out any list that I've ever found. You know, every agency has their own list, but um, I think aupairmom.com, I got a lot of my questions from there because there's a lot of experienced host moms on that one that have just written out, um, you know, 30, 40, 50 questions. And I print those all out and I star and circle the ones I really like. So I'm always going to ask these and I got a few more in my back pocket. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, no, definitely. So, um, I just made a whole guide. <laughs> so if your viewers are watching this, I just made a huge guide on my website and I can share it with you in the, in the show notes because I don't expect anybody to read it off of, um, this particular show. Um, but, but basically, save, save and print. Exactly. That's <laughs> what I did is I created a guide of 150 questions and I actually even interview the parents of the au pair. And what I actually found is that when I know the parents, the parents are actually really eager to meet who they're going to be living with. Yes. That they're actually going to sway the au pair towards me than anybody else. So that's how I stand out from the crowd. And, and I also, yeah, so, <laughs> so it might be something that you also take as well too. Um, but what also is interesting as well is that I'm friends with all of the parents. So when I travel for work to France, yeah, I go and I actually meet with them. I've spent weekends with them. I've actually traveled all over France just to meet these the folks. And I've uh, last November, um, before COVID started, I took two suitcases full of holiday gifts, Christmas gifts to the parents uh, nice. to nice. have. So that's like what an awesome bond is. And also I'm on, uh, you know, WhatsApp with them. So if there's anything that pops up, even if they want to do a birthday surprise, I'm the first to know. So, awesome. or if there's an issue of communication, they're usually the first ones to tell me. So I know what to say or do. And they usually work with me and part of yeah, the work of course, to get that communication going. Be awesome, right? Yeah, you know, I haven't, I haven't interviewed ahead of time. Now I have like the au pair I have right now, I could tell she loved her family and it was like super valued to her. And I had that experience where it was like the parents really care and they really want to know a lot because all those interns that come to my house from across the country, about half of them, their parents drive them here. And I know what it's about. They're like, I want to see this house. I want exactly. to make sure you're not a criminal. And it's funny when they come and they're like, oh, you're actually a really nice, cool family. Oh, yes. Like it's a sigh of relief. They're like, oh, thank goodness. It's you not psycho. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, no, it's actually, it's actually totally worked in our favor. Um, I didn't do it on the first one. I totally regret it because I would have yeah. found out a lot of things that I probably wouldn't have found out. Um, one of my top questions that I asked for a perfect fit is like, not only what are you proud of your son or daughter of doing, but I also mm -hmm. ask like on a scale of one to 10, like how do they help around the house? Um, are they clean? And so they give me a rating and yes, I'm doing in French because I do speak French and the parents usually don't. But if the au pair can help translate, I usually have them right there helping translate to see how fast. So sometimes I'll say the question in English and see how fast they can translate to see how well she understands the language as well, too. Nice. Um, Those are some good tips. Yeah, I actually did. I kind of interviewed my au pair's parents, but it was after we matched. Hey, so what I, yes. what I did with them is I said, 
I said, hey, I can tell you really love your parents. I'm sure they're super nervous about sending you to the other side of the world with this strange family I don't know. I said, I'd love to just have a chat with them. And she set it up for me. Um, At the last minute, because it was about a week before she was traveling to the U.S. to be with us, her friends threw her a party, so she wasn't there. And it was her mom, her dad, and her sister all on video. And um, I know they talk English fairly well, but they were a little intimidated. I could also tell that about like trying to speak well to me in, in English. So the conversation was about 15 minutes long, but they were all like, oh, we're so excited and we've seen the pictures and, and she's so excited. And she's all, that's all she can talk about this month, even though we're super sad. So, you know, at least we made a connection and I let them know like, yeah, you know, we're a team. If you have any questions, any concern, like we are Facebook friends. So same thing, we, we hit each other up for birthdays and, and they're commenting on all our, our pictures and our activities. So I, I, I consider them the extended part of our family, right? Exactly. It looks like you'll probably be invited to a lot of weddings from their family. Um, it was, it's kind of so. like you're sharing families. That's what I say. It's like, hey, exactly. if I'm going to open up my family, I want you to open up your family as well, too, because it's, it's about sharing. Um, yeah. And it's also a great cultural exchange, too, because the parents love it when I send pancakes back home or maple syrup. Um, <laughs> nice. Or if I'm visiting Seattle for some of our host families out there in Seattle, I'll bring back smoked salmon from Seattle. And this is now nice. a favorite with those host parents. So uh, a good <laughs> when we travel, we buy things for the host parents to send home and they get to sample whatever we do. And the mom sends me these beautiful notes saying like, thank you for allowing me to exchange um, part, be part of this host exchange as well too. So uh, it's, it's, it's all about, you know, exchange. Um, so I, I know you have another video um, when you're setting up a profile. Um, and I think that this is absolutely key because a lot of us, you know, we don't like to sell ourselves because we're kind of humble. <laughs> um, and I know we're busy host parents. We barely have time to even like sit down, take a breath and figure out, okay, what is so cool about our family? Uh, can you probably give us a couple of tips that we could do about setting up a profile? Um, and especially you being a new family, you probably experience this as well too. What yeah. Sell first. <laughs> I know you have your family that you're trying to sell, but you also got to sell where you live. So can yeah. you tell us a little bit about how you did that and what, what you did, some tips and tricks? Absolutely. So, you know, I, first I think the mindset, just like you said, people are taught not to brag about themselves, um, but you do need to a little, but you also need to balance that, right? Um, like you don't want to sell yourself so hard that um, the wrong au pair that's coming just because they love the perks or location or something so much that they're like, that's going to be a great place to travel. Yeah, that's where I want to go. But you want to sell it just enough that it's kind of exciting, right? So I think I've heard some good tips about definitely want to pull out pictures in your profile and some of the pictures that we try to put in there highlight the fact that we do love to travel and that every year we take at least a two-week vacation to some new state park or national park in the United States. And we spend a lot of time going to some really cool things. So I'll feature out, you know, like here's us in the Grand Canyon or here's us on top of a mountain or in a waterfall. And so that's kind of cool because it gives them an idea of like, hey, here's some stuff you might see, right? That's kind of fun. But I also try to think about like, you know, not everybody is going to be a fit for me, but there's going to be someone who is our all pair soulmate, as I like to think about it, right? Someone who loves a lot of the same stuff we love and who maybe doesn't love that other stuff. So, 
you know, like our family, we're very techie and we really love movies and we made our own theater room, right? Like, so we highlight that and we're like, we love to watch movies and we have a movie night every Friday night. We make popcorn, we go down as a family on the big 120 inch screen and we pick all these movies and my, my quirky IT husband already has like an automated system. So everything comes up on the screen and it's super cool. Um, but you know, not everybody wants to watch movies every Friday night. They want to party with their friends and that's not the person that I'm looking for, right? And that's okay. There's other families that fit that person. So um, yeah, you got to sell yourself a little. And I have sneak peeked some of your stuff, Mary. So I have seen you have done a great job on giving people ideas on how to sell your city. And I've done a little bit of that and I'm going to do even more next time, right? Like, for instance, I mentioned I, work, I live in a northern suburb of Atlanta. Nobody knows Alpharetta, but everybody knows Atlanta. So instead of talking about my little city, I do talk more about what's in Atlanta, but I don't trick them either. I'm like, hey, it's actually like a 30-minute car ride to get to Atlanta. And Atlanta is a car city. Like, we all drive everywhere. Our public transport is not that great. And I'm up front and honest about that stuff because I also don't want to set expectations wrong that they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be downtown every day. With all yeah, I can walk there. Yeah. No. No, you can't. <laughs> so, yeah. I've, I've had people think that you can walk to New York City from here or the parents are, think that I live in New York City. I'm like, I, I live in the countryside, okay? Like, <laughs> I'm in between New York and Philadelphia. Um, we live in the country. You can take a train there. You're more than welcome to, but you have to drive to get to the train station. And there's no, yeah. there's no walkability. So and, yeah. And I don't want someone who's, who's going to say that's what there's okay. That's okay. There's going to be some up here. Like, I want to live in the city. Well, then you're not my out here, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You need to, to drive a car <laughs> or ride a yeah. bike far distances to get to the store. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been interesting because sometimes I think when you're coming from Europe or another country where you walk a lot or even in your small town, even if it's far away from Paris, there's walkability. So being open and honest and kind of like what they're getting into. Um, so I think if you've read my letter, I say, I'm 70 minutes from New York, but you can take the train. <laughs> I'm, I'm very open and honest. You're not going to drive into New York City because that's going to cost you $50, you know? So yeah. it's kind of like, take the train, it's $15. Uh, I kind of give that exactly. But you get the best of both worlds. You get to live out in the countryside. And if you hear the crickets, um, that's, that's great. <laughs> Maybe you don't want to hear the crickets and you want to hear honking horns. Um, you know, tr I try and describe what is it like they're going to live in. Um, exactly. And that's the other thing too is I sell where the shopping malls are. <laughs> um, because... Yeah. I've, I read it from other uh, profiles of other host moms is that they put where the nearest shopping mall locations are. Because I think for a lot of au pairs, when they come here, all they hear about is malls and shopping. Um, and so they want to experience it. Thrift um, shopping. Have you heard about that? Yep, thrift shopping as well, too. I've shown them how to use like Facebook Marketplace safely as well too. Uh, we go through there and I'm like, is there like an outfit you want to buy, but you don't want to spend all your money. Um, yeah. I just even got like today, I even got my au pair a nice road bike because I've been teaching her things to do outside of COVID. Um, <laughs> like fun things that we can do as a family. So uh, I even just went on Facebook Marketplace, found a bike for her and hey, she's now riding it around the <laughs> she's riding around the neighborhood right now um enjoying her her time off before the kids wake up from their nap uh yeah exactly that's what my au pair loves thrift shopping and she's loved all the different like cool social media buying platforms that we've introduced her to craig exactly swap.com is another great one um you yeah. can buy 
you know, so you don't have to go into the consignment shop if you don't want to go shopping. Uh, it can come right to you. So yeah, she's always amazed at how we can get stuff super cheap um, and affordable. Same with my au pair. Of course, I think the typical au pair worry then is how are you going to get it all home? <laughs> exactly. So usually what I do for our au pairs is I know that they can't fit everything in their suitcase. But because I travel for work back and forth, I usually can take, you know, like two or three extra suitcases. I'll take it for them. I've gone on, you know, high speed trains um, carrying, you know, looking kind of crazy, like a crazy tourist with all these suitcases. Um, it's my weight workout. The parents are usually there waiting. They can't get all the suitcases into their cars. So sometimes we have to strap it to the top. It's been fun. Um, but wow, that's really cool. Or so I give them like $100. I give them $100 and I say, here's pay for your extra suitcase and I'll ship the rest of them home for you. Um, That's a nice perk that they have from you that you might want to point out because I can't provide that. We do love travel, but um, so far, both of my au pairs, the current and future are from South Africa. And I've said, I'm definitely planning a trip there. But that plane fare is pretty expensive. So I think that's going to be in a few years when my kids are a little bit older. Yep. Uh, and you need a couple of weeks off too, because that's like a 23 hour difference from here. So oh, yeah. It's insane. <laughs> Hey, it's Mary Michael here. Okay, I hope you're enjoying this episode as much as I am. As we enter into a pit stop break, I thought it might be a good time to tell you about some of the resources to live your best life and where you can find them on our website. As you build your dream team, or as I say, your family pit crew, I've worked with many successful host parents on how they interview to find a true team player to be part of their family pit crew. After a few years of research and some trial and error on my part, I've come up with the ultimate interview guide with over 150 questions to ask a potential au pair. Also, I give you a step-by-step -step guide on how to conduct the interviews and how to even interview the parents of the au pair. That's right, you heard me correctly. I actually interview the parents of the au pair. That has been one of my secrets of finding the best au pair has been getting to know their parents. Upon researching and interviewing host parents, nine out of 10 felt like they were not asking the right questions. Don't let this be you. As you build your dream team, every family is unique and make sure that you get the right match with your family. You can find the interview guide on our website at innovateology.com. That's www.innovateology.com under team parent and check out our ultimate interview guide. If you're driving, please don't write this down keep driving. Once your car is parked, you'll find all the links located in our show notes. Okay, now back to the show. Um, so, uh, what do you do to make au pairs feel included in your family? So what do you do? Cause I know some host families are like, and I've, I've talked to a couple of au pairs about this. Um, you know, when they're looking for, you know, do we want to be part of the family, not part of the family? Some host families say, no, you can't eat at the kitchen table. You got to make your own food. Or for instance, I include them in every single meal. Um, I make sure that they feel included on ski trips. I'll even teach them how to ski. I'll teach them how to ride a bike. I've even taught them how to swim. Um, I do everything that I possibly can to give them the best experience and be part of a family. Um, in some cases, some of our au pairs have come from less privileged um, 
areas. And so they don't get the opportunities that they get. So I see it as an opportunity to mentor them and teach yeah. them, you know, how to experience um, the best of life. So I'm curious, how do you kind of, what, what have you done? What kind of activities have you done to include your au pair as part of your family? And hopefully yeah. that's the type you are. You aren't making them sit at another okay. corner of the house. Um, <laughs> no, no. Although on that note, you know, I've read a lot of other people's perspective on this and I agree. It's everybody's choice. Yeah. It's the spirit of the program to immerse them in American culture and hopefully you're part of that culture and being their family member. But I'm with you. I I love having an au pair be part of my family. And in my second interviews for my second au pair, I was, of course, you can't help but to do this. You're thinking about the first one that you love so much. You're like, I want her to be just like her. And the biggest thing that when I thought about what I've learned from having my au pair is that I really love having another young adult in the house who is my confidant, my friend, like someone who we share things with, you know? So I want that again. And I think I was even more adamant, I'm not saying that we're right, more strong about this the second time around. Like we said it the first time, like, oh, you're going to be part of our family and we'd like that. But this time we were like, hey, we're okay if you go out on your own sometimes, but we do expect a lot during the week that you're still going to hang out with us for dinner several times a week and, you know, really try to be part of our family, come to some of our family events and things like that. So, how we did it, um, I think some of the, the prep work up front, in fact, my current au pair, when she talks to my new au pair, one of the things they both said that they recognize right away is they're like, she's so detailed, they're talking about me, she's so detailed, we felt like we knew her before we even got here. Um, so, you know, the more that you share your life, and that's what I do with my current upcoming au pair, and I did with my, my one I have now, where as soon as we match, at least once a week, sometimes more, I try to just write a little email and say, hey, here's what we did this week. We watched this movie, and it was really funny. Maybe you want to check it out. Or, you know, this is what happened. Or my kid fell down and scraped his knee, but he's okay now. Just random little, you know, it's the little details in life. It's not that big profile stuff, like every day that starts to make them part of your family. And they both said they felt like that before they even got here. And as me and my current au pair have reflected about how quickly she became a family member, we said it was almost immediate, like within a week, which I don't think everybody experiences that. So I said, it's a little bit of luck, a little bit of science. I think we got really lucky this time around, but I'm always going to make a huge effort. It sounds like you do the same to one, make sure they know us really well. And also remember two things that you're the older, more mature adult. You're also the adult that's comfortable in your culture, in your country. So it's going to be more on the host family to keep saying, hey, do you want to do this? And hey, do you want to like take part in this? And we're doing this now. And, you know, sometimes it's okay if they say no. It doesn't mean that they don't want to ever do that, right? You have to keep kind of pulling it out of them in the beginning and really try to force them to be in there. It's funny, one of the other things that remind my current au pair, when we were talking about this subject, she said, um, when she was flying here, right before she left her home airport, her mom was like, you better not lock yourself up in your room like you do at home. You better talk to those people. Don't sit in your room. And I was like, really? Because you never do that. And she's like, really? I'm like, no, she's out with us all the time, just hanging out. And it's super fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I know that there's like two trains of thought, you know, about 
and every host family is completely different. So I'm totally open to whatever side you are. Just be upfront, I think is the most important thing. Um, Because some, some au pairs, they would rather be by themselves. Um, Some would rather be in the family. So it's all about how you, how you set up those expectations. One thing that I've done um, this time around is I actually have my current au pair interview the incoming au pair. So they're actually part of that interview process. And um, because they usually speak French, because we speak French at our house with our kids, uh, what's interesting is that they're able to get a different side or a different personality, or sometimes they'll open up a little bit more um, because their, their culture is very formal, where if they're in an interview, they're very, they have a whole different way of saying you. Um, so it's a very formal culture. So when we, we got to kind of unravel a piece of that onion and see what was actually that person like. And also when we do the match process, when we say, will you match with us? We kind of make it like a big deal. Um, so uh, it's always fun because I always have the other au pair part of that process. And she's, she's welcoming that family member in. So she's actually part of that vested process of making sure that we're not going to be matching with somebody who really doesn't want to be with us. Um, yes. And then when they're part of our family, the first weekend that that au pair, the new au pair arrives, um, I actually leave a 10-day gap. And I leave that 10-day gap because I want them to get to know each other. Like you're bringing in a younger sister um, and the older sister is departing for college. So we have this whole ritual and we actually go on vacation together. Um, last summer we went down and we went to the beach. Um, I know some people call it the shore here. It's a whole word. Um, so we went to the beach and we had a whole weekend set up where we allowed her to bond as a family with everybody. And we got the, the girls to talk to each other um, and they said it was the best weekend that they'd ever had. And they actually keep awesome. in touch on a weekly basis. So I really like that. It, and, and when we do birthday parties, um, this is another way that we try and appreciate. We do, well, we do birthday parties, but we also do au pair appreciation days. Mm-hmm. So once a month, um, just like probably what you do with your spouse or your husband, you go on a date night. Mm-hmm. We do an au pair appreciation day where sometimes it's with the kids, sometimes it's not. But we try and do something fun. Um, that's a rewarding experience and actually kind of makes me like a young adult again. Um, We've done uh, Penn State football games uh, as one where we took a Penn State football game weekend. Um, We've done uh, Amish day. So we've gone out to Lancaster. We've gone on a buggy ride. I actually had her drive the buggy. Um, So we had some fun pictures there. Uh, They were, they let us take some pictures. It was okay. I know part of, you have to ask first that culture. They don't like you taking pictures, but he actually was a Mennonite, so that's a whole nother history. Um, long story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've actually taken um, time to take them skiing on ski days, uh, which they're totally excited about. I know I had one uh, au pair from Lyon who skied in the Alps, and then when she came skiing in Pennsylvania, she was like, what? This is, this is like a little baby hill. Uh, but she had a ton, tons of fun because we have night skiing here. They don't have night skiing in the Alps. Uh, yeah. so we do little fun things like this, and it was so memorable for them. They, they shared it with their parents. Their parents were so excited. They were talking to me about it. Um, and it makes them feel that they're appreciated because I know that yeah, they do a lot absolutely. of hard work. Um, yeah, we do something similar. I haven't, I haven't um, planned it per se, but like I said, I, I myself love me. I'm always like, let's do something fun this weekend. Let's plan something. Let's go somewhere. My husband's always like, well, we got chores to do, you know? And I think that Get the chores. <laughs> go have fun. It really has helped the balance because one, the, we can, we can alternate and I can say, okay, 
So the au pair this weekend is going to watch our kids for four hours and we're going to be super efficient and knock out all those chores that would normally have taken us like three different weekends. And then next weekend, we're going to do something really cool. And we've done the same. Like for this last year, we've taken our au pair to Six Flags Amusement Park. We've gone to Myrtle Beach. Like we were going to go to Oregon for two weeks this summer. Darn COVID had it happened. <laughs> Did all that fun COVID. stuff. Her family's loved it. Another funny thing is, you know, talk about weird realizations. Apparently in South Africa, everybody thinks that America's always, we all get snow. And um, not so, in Atlanta. I don't, th- I don't think. Not, not usually. We, we, we get like one day a year, maybe for an hour. And um, her whole family was so disappointed to find that. We were like, as soon as she got here, they're like, Oh, can you like flip your FaceTime out your window? Let's see the snow. (laughs) Next time you'll have to, you know, I'll I'll text you when it snows here and when we get like two feet. (laughs) There you go. We did get one day where she went out for two hours and she was just like a little kid. It was so cute. Like my kids are like, it's snowing. Go get her up here. And they like ran downstairs and they're like, it's snowing, it's snowing. She's like, oh my God. She was just like them screaming with them out on the deck, like scraping up the tiny bit of snow. But I could relate to that too, because I grew up in Florida and I had the same experience. I didn't see snow until I was 22. So we shared on that. It's a magical experience when you experience snow. Yeah, all the new stuff is super fun and her family is appreciative. And my out pair has learned new things too. She used to be afraid to ride a bike. But we're kind of one of our big cons that I very upfront is we don't we don't let our au pair have a car, and uh, that can be a big challenge and a big rejection for us. But um, you know we tell them we're happy to be part of the film. We're going to take you all these places. We're going to travel, and in the meantime, when we're not taking you somewhere with a bike, well, my au pair took right to it. She explored everywhere she could with that bike, and her mom was like, "Are you serious? How many kilometers did you go on that bike? Like you wouldn't even." driving the driveway with a bike, but now you're all over the city. So she was proud of her for learning how to bike ride. I took her roller skating. She got a huge, huge bruise on her knee and on her bottom, but still super excited, loved it. It's, it's fun. It's like re, re-experiencing everything through new eyes, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, this year um, in February, we actually took our au pair skiing. And, you know, I think we all have myths about the country or like expectations, you know, like, geez, you come from France, you should be able to cook, you should be able to ski, you should be able to ride a bike like the Tour de France, you know, we have all these kind of like fun stereotypes that we have about other countries. Um, yeah. What's actually funny is that they're totally not true. Just like when I was in yeah. that I ate McDonald's, you know, so they're always asking me like, where's your hamburgers every night? Um, so, so I think it's always fun to break those myths and have them say, you know, see what it's like, you know, when we think I always tell her, I was like, wait, you have the Alps in your back, like in your back door. Like, why did you, you never learn how to ski? Uh, so we always kind of have these like jokes, like this running joke in between our home of like what an expectation would be and how we break it all the time. And I say, you know, like, that's what our job is. Our job is to break those like beliefs that we have. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we, we share the joke. My my uh, South African au pair says, oh, of course we all ride lions around. Just, <laughs> we jump on that. If you're South African, you've got the power to ride a lion. And we're like, just like I got the power to ride an alligator because I'm from Florida. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's, it's that same mindset that we're just constantly breaking. So uh, yeah, we've, we've taught her how to ski this year. Um, and it was quite amazing because it's very cold. Um, we got her all the gear. 
uh, we actually found another host family that gave us the gear because their nice. old pair wasn't using it. So um, I actually taught her because she never had been on a plane with her family. So she, I had to teach her how to pack to go on a plane because here in the yeah. States, I'm not going to pay for an extra suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> so we were able to get everything in one suitcase. Um, so it's teaching, you know, these little moments that are, are just hilarious because they think that, you know, you can pack all this stuff. And I'm like, we're not taking a car there. We're flying yeah. there. <laughs> um, and we only got one suitcase and it's got to fit above your head. This is economy. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, um, how have you kept in touch with, I know you're, you have former students um, or interns that you've kind of kept in touch with, and how do you build those long-lasting relationships? Um, can you kind of give me some inside tips of how you're doing that? Yeah, and, you know, again, this will mostly be with my interns, and hopefully we'll start meeting with my au pair once she's back in South Africa. But my, um, my interns, at first, you know, and this wasn't conscious, right? Because it's a little bit of a different mindset with my interns that don't work for me. Um, so I would just kind of like, oh, let's be Facebook friends. My, my thought back then was just like, wow, I saw this young adult start their life and now they're jumping off. And when they graduate, I wonder where they're going to end up and what kind of person they're going to be and how they're going to think differently once they have kids or once they own a home and see how hard it is. So I think that was my mindset at first. It's just like, I just kind of want to like have a little spyglass to the future. So I became Facebook friends with a lot of them. Um, but the ones that I was really close to, of course, I'd always say, you know, if you're ever back in Atlanta, stop by, you know, I'd love to see you again. And the ones I'm close to have, like, you know, I don't see them for like three years, five years, but then yeah, I get an email saying, hey, I got a business trip in Atlanta. I'd love to do dinner tonight. And we catch up and it's just like old times. So that part's awesome. Um, I feel even closer to my current up here than some of my interns of the past, I think because that kid and family bond so much stronger. Definitely. The kids uh, add a whole nother element of bonding. <laughs> um, yeah. All of it. Um, so so some, I'm, I'm definitely going to stay in touch with them. I'm, I'm, you know, we've already been talking about how we're going to have to schedule Skypes and I'm on the WhatsApp also. That's how I'm communicating with the one who's not here yet. And we'll just flip flop it. And once my old one leaves, do the same for her. <laughs> exactly. So it's kind of like you get a new family member. So something that I've done is even in the letter that I say about what it's like to join our family, um, you can find that on my website. I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, what I do is I say, I would love to be invited to your wedding. So if that's the type of relationship you want, then that's what like we're looking that. for. And I want I you to come to that. the wedding or if my kids have one, I don't, you know, whatever happens in the future, I want you to be part of their lives. Um, and I want you to be part of their milestones. So from here on out, you were invited to every single birthday party. So we actually hold um, virtual birthday parties and we broadcast it to our old pairs from around the world and their families so they can that. join in. Uh, so, and even Easter this year, we did an Easter egg hunt that was virtual, um, thanks to COVID, but also we were able to broadcast it around the world. So we find a time that's useful for everybody and it's always yeah. interesting to have them. They want to join in with, you know, I always think like it's going to be boring watching somebody um, run around with an iPhone on, on zoom, but it is amazing how much they want to tune into your family and see the kids. I love that. And I love that. That's and I'm, I'm really thinking the same stuff. That's what I'm thinking. Like, they're invited to all that. And of course, when it's, when it's her birthday or Christmas, like, we're definitely going to be sending, sending gifts and letters and sharing sharing Skype talks together about that stuff. Definitely. And we still even celebrate her birthday here. We actually bake a birthday cake. Uh, we have the kids turn on. And this year, we were sending 
unfortunately because of COVID, uh, the mail service was a little bit shut down between borders. So, but I figured out a way to get a gift card to her mom and had her mom surprise her and have the kids sing happy birthday. So it was kind of a cute, um, she was almost crying. <laughs> um, it was, it was so, and mom like immediately afterwards, like, thank you so much. Cause COVID has been, you know, a Debbie downer for some people, <laughs> um, because you can't go out and you can't enjoy the things that you're used to do. So, um, having these little touch points, even if they're virtual means a lot. Um, and so Absolutely. it's, it's about building that long-term relationship. So yes. I know we're almost at like an hour and I'm probably gonna have to cut this into like five parts <laughs> um, to make it engaging for those busy host moms. But where can you, people find you um, to get more information? I know you have a YouTube channel. You're working on a website or is your YouTube channel kind of your first way? <laughs> yeah, you know, my YouTube channel is my first foray or dipping the toe into, you know, expanding my passion and letting people contact me and do stuff. So right now it's just my YouTube channel. Um, you know, American All Care Host Mom, but I'm very responsive right now since I'm all new at this. So if you put any comments or whatever, I'll contact you. If, if you want to get more, if you're like a friendly host mom like Liam and Mary are, then you know we can we can exchange emails and maybe grow a relationship there. But right now, it's just the YouTube channel. Definitely. Well, I'll definitely link everything in the show notes on this so you can find where Lisa is in Atlanta. Um, but it looks like we're probably after COVID, I may just have to come down to Atlanta and, uh, that would be so awesome and bring my awesome rock star au pair. It sounds like you have a rock star au pair. Um, yes. We can have a whole fun au pair host family weekend um, down in Atlanta. You know, once COVID is over and we're safe to travel. Uh, yes. Maybe you and I, since we're project managers, we can do an au pair weekend, um, maybe get some so au pair fun. credit out of that. Um, yeah. get some professors yeah. at a university tour Atlanta. Maybe we could Absolutely. ride our bikes there. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we can definitely make a plan between the two of us. <laughs> I'm sure. Or, you know, have au pairs come up, up here, um, 70 minutes from New York, uh, of course, yeah. you know, when well, it's there you go. We can also just be uh, friends for au pairs to talk too. Exactly. So. And we could probably keep in a, a virtual group. There's so many possibilities. Um, well, let's, let's make sure we keep in touch and activate definitely. some of the And thank you for coming on our fun podcast here. Um, hopefully we'll see. That's so much fun. We're going to have more questions, I'm sure, after this. Well, thanks again. And what I'm going to do is stop recording. Is it me or do you feel like this time has gone so past on this podcast? We've had such a great time with Lisa and we're coming to the close of this podcast. We've had a wonderful interview, so I had to break it into two parts because it was so long and I know we need to get on with our days. So I just want to say thank you to Lisa for sharing. So thank you again, Lisa, for coming on the show and sharing that positive side of the au pair program and how it's impacted your life. This podcast, like others, is helping document the host family life and how it's been a positive impact for not only being a cultural exchange program, but also as a way to open up boundaries for the next generation. If you're a host family, we want to hear from you. And we would love for you to join our podcast and share your story. Our goal is to share positive stories that change lives forever and support cultural diversity and inclusion within our families, and ultimately, hopefully make an impact to save the J-1 visa program. Visit our website under Team Parent for more details on how to contact us and get on our podcast. Until then, go Team Parent!
have been listening to the Innovate Your Life with Mary Michael. Tune in again to learn more about how you can innovate your life and realize your purpose and dreams and live your best life. Visit www.innovateyourlife.today. A special thanks to those that make this show possible. Our show is produced by Melissa, the master artist. Our co-host is Linda, the collaborator, catalyst, and connector. And our show is recorded and edited in the spare time of Mary Michael. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon.